0: Hello, friend. On today's Creativity Chat, I have Jaquan J. Kelly. He is an actor, a writer, and producer known for his work in Hulu's Wu Tank and American Saga, Steven Spielberg's The Post, and Blue Bloods. Uh, he's a Harlem native, and his acting journey first began at the Harlem School of the Arts. He went to obtain his Bachelor of Arts in Theater and Performance from SUNY Purchase. So that's that's what his IMDb says. You should check it out. But today, I just wanted to talk about like how you got into acting and then also what led you to create he the people. We're just gonna talk about past work informing future work. You're eight years old. Are you at Harlem School of the Arts at that time?
1: No, actually. Well first of all thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Love what you're doing. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm humble. At eight years old I think I was just starting to figure out that I even had a talent for performing and entertaining. You know, I was, you know, watching Barney and <laughs> just like singing the tunes. And I, I played BJ in my in my, uh, oh. Big Barney show. I grew up in church. So at church, there would be like Easter speeches that the kids would have to do. And so I would have to... Well, my parents made me uh, pick the longest speeches to do. And so I had to learn those. I had about two weeks to learn it. And my parents just drilled me. And I mean, it was tough, but I realized that I had a natural gift for memorization and and, and just words working with words it was actually fun to me and i would get up and i would perform and i would most most of the time it was in church after a while people called on me to do the martin luther king speech the i have a dream oh, speech wow. i would do the i have a dream speech at church at the martin luther king day celebration memorize the speech from from front to back <laughs> no no cuts no excerpt my mom would always she reminds me nowadays how much of an impact that had on me and i, I never really saw it i just saw it as kind of like just an obligation of This is what my parents are making me do, but i realized how uh, crucial of a role that played in my my talent, my artistry, my creativity, how I approached the craft of acting. So being that I was involved with those speeches and, and with things like that, my parents decided to put me into Harlem School of the Arts. So I would say I enrolled in Harlem School of the Arts when I was about 12, 13. I know I was in maybe seventh or eighth grade, so definitely middle school. And, um, you know, I was doing school plays at my, at my, um, at my middle school and then um, decided to audition for Harlem School of the Arts. Auditioned and I got in and started taking classes and I was very surprised that the rigor that was expected of me, and I was not prepared for that. I thought that uh, performing was just something you do for fun. I didn't see it as a craft. When I went to Harlem School of the Arts, that was the first time I saw acting as a craft. And so that's when I I fell in love with it. My work ethic was not good at first, but uh, I had my first black male teacher. His name is Mr. Teacher actually. Wow. He was an acting coach and he was the first person who i I saw who was he was very hard on me, but what I saw was that he actually lived what he what he taught you know he mm-hmm. was in TV shows, he was in movies he was he was in commercials, and I was like, "Wow, how can I do this and i this is the first time that I, I realized that wow, you, you can do what you love and, and make money from it. This is actually a thing so that, that really inspired me, and then when I saw that, I was like 15, 16 and then I would say when I was 15 was when I started to take the craft of acting really seriously. When you're
0: 15 years old and realizing, oh, I could actually do this seriously, professionally, that's still young.
1: Yeah, super young. But I always say, I think when you know, you know, I know you have a feeling of what you want to do with your life. And you know, at that time, it was, it was like this gut feeling. I had visions of... You know, just seeing myself on TV and, and telling impactful stories. And, and I, I have to give it up to my parents and just my family. I have a really supportive foundation with my family. They saw it even before I could even see it. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this this is this is your path. So, yeah, when I was 15, I got signed to uh, Connecting Talent Company, who's uh, Jody Poussin. She's a she's a great manager who is uh, his, his, my manager. She introduced me to Barbara Coleman at uh, Innovative Artists. And so okay. when I was 15, I signed to Innovative Artists for TV, film, and theater. And it, it's been a journey ever since. You
0: finished school and then you realized, okay, I want to study this in college as well, in university. And so... Was that kind of like an automatic of, I know 100%, I want to go into studying theater and perform- for performing? I
1: mean, deep down inside, I knew what I needed to be doing. But of course, like many others, you know, you feel like you have to have a plan B. So my plan B was journalism. I So I went into school first studying journalism. That didn't, That didn't last too long. So I would say the second semester of my freshman year, that was when was sort of like my 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 declaration that this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life when I changed my major to theater and performance that was that was when I knew that I don't really have any other choice. Yeah. Because I don't really like anything else. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, not only was I passionate about it, I was I was good at it. I it was one of those things where it even if I didn't get paid for it, I would love to do this. So I knew that that's where my heart was, and I just had to follow that.
0: And then you finished, and it's really interesting that you actually said you started off in journalism, because we're gonna talk about He the People in a little bit, but one of the things that I loved about it was the writing, and then when I went to go look and see, you co-wrote that. Well you finished school, obviously you're probably auditioning during that process as well, So I guess what's the first role that you got where you were like, oh, okay, this dream is happening, it's coming true.
1: I was working here and there, you know, little voiceovers here or a play here when I was signed. So I was 15, but, you know, nothing was really happening for about five years. Like I said, I was working here and there, but nothing, nothing really major. I think the first thing for me is probably, you know, in in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big. but
0: But for you, it's big. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was my first commercial. Where I played uh, a college student, I was like a game coder in this uh, commercial for the Arts Institutes, and I got I booked that when I was twenty, so I was a sophomore in college, and um, that was a really proud moment for me because it was my first commercial and everybody saw it. Like I couldn't go anywhere without my my friends saying, "Oh yeah, I just saw you on TV." That oh, was just a great cool. feeling for me. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, no, I remember I remember when I first got the news, and, and I was very dramatic about it, and. Like, my aunt was, like, twisting my hair at the time, and, and I, was, I screamed, and then, like, she smacked my head, like, because she...
0: You messed her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: messed her up, but um, I was really excited about that. And I just love the feeling of when you first find out, hey, they want me for this or they want me for that. It's a great feeling, and um, I just love to always get that adrenaline rush every time you hear the news.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. But it didn't take long for me to realize that that wasn't really enough to rely on casting to determine my worth as an artist or producers to determine my worth as an actor. Like, I, I knew that there was more. Like, I knew that I had more gifts to to share. I knew I had stories to tell. And that was another reason for the genesis of He The People was just that, you know, I'm like, why am I waiting around for other people to cast me? And, and I know that I have a story to tell. I know that this story is going to be impactful. How can I tell this story? That was probably the most proud moment that I could have besides, you know, being cast in somebody's film or somebody's uh, show. It was like, I did this. I, you know, I created a team and and people saw my vision, people galvanized around my vision and was able to create something.
0: I want to know what was the casting process of being cast as Frank Wills, who's the security guard who reported what was happening in the Watergate Hotel during the Watergate scandal. What was the timing of finding out about that role and then getting it? I
1: just graduated college in uh, 2017. About a week later, I booked the post.
0: Are you kidding me? (laughs) Whoa!
1: (laughs) I I remember that vividly, too, because I I journal a lot, too.
0: I journal a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's also good when we talk about I guess the journalism thing came in handy is that Uh, I I like to document things and I like to see when, what date,
0: what happened. Yes. Okay.
1: And and I can track back to how I felt in that moment. And Uh I was praying for just guidance and direction. I just graduated. This, this, this is a new chapter in my life. What next? (laughs) I think I auditioned for the post on like a Thursday. And I was praying over that whole weekend, but I don't usually pray for a particular role because I believe whatever is mine will be for me. So I don't necessarily have to, you know, put so much energy behind whatever that specific opportunity is. And there's some instances where I do. So, and this was one of them where I felt like I had to specifically ask God for favor in this particular role because I I just really wanted it. Working with Steven Spielberg, you got Meryl Streep and you got Tom Hanks. Hanks, I was like, come on, I need this. So on a Thursday I auditioned, the weekend passed. That Monday morning, I heard that I booked it. Like I said, one of those feelings where you wait for that, you wait for that call. And I just love that. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy how how things work is that this film also shot on my campus. Not my scene, but they were shooting the, big, the opening sequence, the opening Vietnam War. Uh...
0: Yeah, I've seen the film. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah wow. they shot that on my uh on my on my school's campus so
0: that's wild
1: that was that was pretty crazy yeah and then uh, where I was shooting was literally about 10 minutes from my campus that was that was a great moment that was how the process went I mean it took maybe one or two days to shoot my shoot my scene but before I shot though when I first found out that I booked it my parents and I went out for dinner and it was actually my dad who gave me the idea to make the film on Frank Wells life. So this is before I even started shooting the post. Wow, okay. He was reading, you know, on Wikipedia about Frank Wells. And we we found out that, you know, he died young, living in poverty. We found out that he couldn't bury his mother, he had to donate her body to science. He was blackballed, he was wrongfully convicted on on a shoplifting charge. And I was like, whoa. So this is a massive piece of history here. And it's getting condensed into a thirty second scene at the end of this movie, The Post, and I had to do my research. I found out that nobody ever wrote any literature about him. It, there was no, there was no film based on his life. I felt like it was my duty to to tell this story, and my, my like thanks to my dad. My dad was the one who came up with the idea. I wasn't even thinking about that, and I didn't even think that I could create a movie on my own out in this phase of my life. And and we just. It was a long process but we did it. I went to
0: a camp and there's a girl I think her name is Daniela. And it starts with a D her last name, but she posted about it so maybe you maybe she knows who you are. Like maybe your friend is
1: Oh, yes, yes. That's what I was going to ask you. How did you uh, find out about it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, she posted it on her story last summer and I remember thinking whenever she speaks even though I've never actually talked to her in person, <laughs> I just believe what she says. I'm like I'm going to watch this. <laughs> She's great. Well, I watched it with my grandma. And she, she, she's very much kind of like a, oh, I know everything kind of person a little bit. And she's like, I know about Frank Wills. And I'm like, okay, well, you never told me about, like, we never talked about him. All right, all right. <laughs> but she just, she really enjoyed it. And then I watched it with three of my other friends, like a week or two later. And everyone was shocked because no one's ever really talked about him. He's never been the primary character. It's been more like, well, Nixon did this and these people were arrested, but... Why isn't the person that saved the moment talked about and cherished? Truly captivated in the sense of it was 8 minutes long and the message got across so clearly. There weren't loads of actors. It was it didn't seem like it needed to have that many actors. Your acting was beautiful and, and then thank you. The Writing is what really got me because when I watched the first two times, I just watched it without the subtitles. And so recently I've been turning on subtitles to just see how people write and how characters interact and stuff like that. And so I rewatched it with the subtitles. I thought this is well-written and there were some lines that I thought, oh, these these are like quotable lines. So what was the process of finding Brandon, the director, to take in the vision that you were throwing out? Because you co-wrote produced and acted in this and he the people like
1: i said it all goes back to i keep on mentioning suny purchase brandon and i met at purchase oh okay and uh yeah we were roommates we actually still are roommates
0: (laughs) man he should have been on this too that's funny
1: (laughs) yeah yeah he should He's, he's he's doing stuff we we met at purchase he was in the film program Okay. You know, I was in a theater performance and um, he hit me up one day and, and it was like maybe 2015 while we were in college. And, you know, we started working on a lot of a lot of stuff together, whether it was, you know, his film or whether it was a music video that I had. And we, we just have a great working relationship. And um, and we we, we just gel pretty well when it comes to uh, the, just the creativity of things. So I reached out to him because at first I, I was I was writing a, a feature I wrote. like I had like one hundred and twenty pages for a feature film based on Frank Will. And we, we started talking and um, he was like, Yeah, this would this would be really good as a short. You know, start start with it as a as a short film. And then we're just kind of reverse engineering it, you know?
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: We're still work we're, we're still working on the, the feature as we speak. Still working we're still right trying to write that. And just really uh trying to fine tune every step of that when it comes to the writing, when it comes to stories. What's the best way to tell this story in in uh, a post Trump Era, how can we tell this? You know, being up and coming entertainers and filmmakers, how do we how do we tell the story the right way to where um, it ends up in the right person's lap? You know, they just take well to it. So uh, Brandon Hugo Royal directs it. Uh, Brandon Barr is also a co-writer and producer. We also went to purchase together too. So I just met some really cool, great, creative innovative people at Purchase. And I'm just glad that we were able to just network and, and um, create something that we're proud of.
0: There's a beauty, I think, in collaborating with your friends because you know them on a personal level and then you get to experience them like professionally as well. So I get that. It was
1: a very smooth experience, even even with some of the hiccups. I mean, because every production is going to have hiccups. Even with whatever obstacles we came across, I was absolutely having a ball the whole time like I loved every moment of the process the writing I mean like I said 2017 was when they have started writing uh he the people maybe a week after I started I filmed the post I mean from the moment that I put words to paper and to the moment that you saw it was probably what three years maybe two solid years of figuring out what's the best way to write it mm-hmm. and you know just brainstorming and coming up with drafts and being very meticulous about one line and, and figuring out how to really word things. And it, the hardest part was trying to fit uh, a, a feature film, what should have been a feature film, into nine minutes. Yeah. So that was the hardest part. So we had to really filter a lot and and, uh, and fine tune and, and mm. figure out what is, what, is the, what is the story we're trying to tell here and um, how can it resonate. It's
0: neat need to, to see it. the timeline of it all because um, as a viewer I saw the post I think it was early 2018 so I was a little I saw it on DVD but I just remember thinking well, well this film, film was totally told, like very, very beautifully. beautifully also it resonated and I thought oh I'm gonna add this to my top 20 films <laughs> but Ooh, uh wow. yeah I, like I had stood out a lot I, I really like historically based things but then I also thought it was cool to see that perspective and then see your perspective and the fact of the way that you shared Frank. And uh, I'm excited. You make a feature, like I will go watch it. When you make one, I'll watch it.
1: I appreciate that. I'm glad to be able to, to do this because like like you just said, nobody really focuses on Frank's piece of this historical moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's about time people know who he is.
0: And if you're out there and you're trying to figure out who's Frank slash how do I watch this, this short film that we're talking about, He the People, is on amazon prime and if you have prime you get to watch it free <laughs> so you should totally check it out i'm gonna put the link in the show notes i'll add Jayquan j kelly's imdb in the show notes as well
1: uh, it was great I-, I enjoyed this thanks
0: for listening friend i hope you have a lovely rest of the day bye